All right, so when I'm Makes looking sense. at it, it's, I mean, it's, they look like kind of like dry turds, honestly. I'm not going to lie to you. They look like little dried rabbit turdlets. Yeah, I mean, I'm really not selling it too hard, but. All right, <laughs> well, I'm going to put Well, they look like little chunks of bean, really. Yep, yep. so I'm going to just, got a handful, and I'm going to throw it down. I'm going to take a pinch. I don't feel like I need a whole handful to experience this. Ooh. Obviously, chewy. I like the I like the crunch though, but <laughs> the, the crunch is good. But then the flavor. Ooh, it's like biting into a coffee bean that tastes like chocolate. It's just immediate bitterness. There's no sweetness right off the bat, or no sweetness at all. It's just like straight bitter. You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness Podcast, brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch. Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness Podcast. We've got a throwback episode for you guys this week. Um, before we jump into that, we want to remind you that we are doing another giveaway. Mm -hmm. So this time it is sponsored by Thirdsy. Um, if you guys aren't aware of Thirdsy, go back a couple weeks and listen to our interview with the co-creator of this sleep optimization supplement product, Dr. Justine Ward. Um, she'll explain, that episode explains everything you need to know about Thursday, but essentially it's a great sleep optimization product and you guys can win a free basically a, a free bag of the supplement yes. um, by entering the Third Seat, our, our current listener giveaway, sponsored by Third Seat. So all you guys have to do is go to the... Instagram. Mm -hmm, which the handle is? The ATF Podcast. That's right. And we've got all the rules of how you can enter on that, uh, on our Instagram, I should say. Right on the post, you guys will see, it'll be a little video of me um, tossing a few, a little bit of third seat into a, into a shaker bottle that I'm about to drink. So, yeah. you guys follow us, check out that post, enter the current giveaway, and you guys might just get yourself you. Yes, I'm talking to you. May get yourself a uh, bag of thirdsies. Sweet thirdsy. Excuse me. All right. So, uh, with Easter quickly approaching, that usually means a lot of uh, chocolate in everybody's chocolate. future. So we decided to go into the vault and grab uh, an old school episode about basically a breakdown of dark chocolate. And I think we actually have a taste test in this one, too. Yeah. And let's be honest, not all chocolate is created equal. Mm -hmm. It's not all the same, folks. But there are real health benefits. We talk about it. We discuss some of our favorites. So check it out. It'll maybe, maybe it'll change your mind on what chocolate you uh, hope a certain springtime animal brings <laughs> if you are a participant of that holiday. Well, all right, yeah, hope so. Please enjoy this throwback episode of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. Got a real fun, tasty episode for you this week. Uh, we're going to do a little taste test of one of our favorite things. I think this is one of our favorite things. I would say it's many people's favorite things. Yeah, and let you know why it might be a superfood. 
Uh, before we get into that, we want to let you guys know about an awesome giveaway. We've been teasing it the last couple of weeks, and it's finally come to the forefront, come to fruition, I guess. Fruition, the yeah. Okay. And um, we are doing a giveaway with the Rowdy Bars. Yay! Yeah, so if you guys remember, maybe a couple episodes ago, we interviewed the creator of the Rowdy Bars, Kelly Lee, um, and we've been talking back and forth, and I've uh, had a developed a good relationship, and she is, uh, her and her company are sponsoring the next ATF giveaway, where you guys get the chance to win uh, several, actually a variety pack of all the flavors that the Rowdy Bars provide. So uh, the way you guys will be able to do that is to follow ET Tampa on Instagram. That is basically the ATF Podcasts uh, kind of unofficial official Instagram account, by the way, because it's Nick's Instagram account. So you can either follow this on Instagram or give us a liking on Facebook. So you can enter on Facebook also. On Uh, ETT? On uh, the Addicted to Fitness podcast Facebook page. Oh, okay. Yep, so this is up on there. Uh, You like the post and then you tag two friends that you think would enjoy these bars also in addition to yourself. So that's why it gives you one entry into the giveaway and a way to get two bonus entries is to give us that rating and review in the Apple Apple Podcasts or the iTunes. So that's a way for you to get up to three entries into the giveaway. And three is better than one the last time I checked. Yeah, and at bare minimum, you have to at least go and and like the the Instagram post um, and... Give friends. Yep, because tag two friends. You have to be able to. We have to be able to reach you. Yeah. So you have to at least do that. But right. if you could be so kind as to also give us some feedback in the review section, mm-hmm. that would be awesome. Yep. So we'll be doing entries. We'll be uh, collecting entries all the way up till April twenty seventh. Uh, then we'll do a drawing on our our Facebook page. Do a little uh, live Facebook live on our Facebook page to tell you who won. So that's like a good like two weeks. Yep. I feel like that's a nice. Yep. Nice amount of time. Exactly. You guys have a couple of weeks to enter, and uh, we'll be reposting uh, posts. You know, reposting posts. We'll be <laughs> reposting about this giveaway on our Instagram, on our Facebook, uh, anywhere and everywhere. So make sure you guys enter today. So yes. um, without further ado, let's go into training recaps. So I feel that I'm a little bit back on track now. You know, you guys listened to last week's episode. I was dealing with a little health issue, which was kind of, you know, spawned our little uh, dental health centric episode. Oral um, health. Yes, oral health. Thank you. And uh, I'm feeling much better now. You know, I kind of changed my whole uh, diet this week, really. Yeah. Um, I structured my meal specifically every meal, every day, except for dinner, every meal during the day was the same. Uh, I drank a little bit few more protein shakes because the the liquid nutrition was a little bit easier to tolerate mm-hmm. uh, but then i kind of stuck to blonde not blonde uh blandish foods uh but butts. stuff that was highly nutritious and um stuff that didn't irritate my uh condition uh so uh that was good and i feel much better now well and i think you're leaving out some very important facts that you actually cut out a couple of foods well that's true i uh i really cut down on the coffee yeah so i uh i haven't been having any morning coffees last weekend i had a couple just because i was like gosh darn it i want some so uh but this week i cut it out all this morning uh towards the end of the week i added a few in the afternoon here and there and been feeling good so just just cutting way back on that and then 
Um, but I helped. I cut. I cut it out too. Yeah, you did. That does help. It definitely helps having the the partner. Usually, because we normally make coffee for each other. Yeah. So uh, having you get on, you know, not needing coffee in the morning, I guess, didn't tempt me as much. Yeah. So yeah, and I uh, I cut out some other foods. Basically, it was just like stuff that would irritate. Tomatoes, I cut out. I cut out uh, some other things. I like really went light on the spices. Any spicy food, I really cut out. So, sweets. Sweets, yeah. I stayed away from sweets too. So that was that was a big thing. So it was uh, it was good. I really needed it. And like I said, I feel like I'm getting pretty much back to normal now. But that getting back to normal allowed me to work out almost every single day. Got strength training in, and it was. Uh, super beneficial totally changed my whole uh my workout regimen so i'm super glad to be on track now congratulations thank you what about you what did you do for your training recap um i was just trying to again stick to trying to get a little bit of movement and activity in my mornings it's really been in small increments like 10 15 minutes um And then today, thankfully, I had a colleague of mine at work. We have the, um, we started a fitness program at our office because we were among many that really felt like we wanted to move during our day, but we were not, we were not have given opportunity to do Mm -hmm. so. So we actually took things into our own hands Mm -hmm. and thankfully the leadership agreed we could do it. We said we'd teach the classes and whoever came, came. So that's where I teach my yoga classes, like corporate yoga, basically. Mm -hmm. And my colleague is a Zumba instructor, and she's very good. Um, She could literally dance circles around us. But uh, she did a Zumba class today, which was really fun. Like, I haven't actually... It reminded me, though, I haven't taken a group fitness aerobics class wow yeah in like three four years maybe the last one was the ett group workout well i mean that's that that i can do right but it's it's more of the aerobic okay fitness classes and it's actually it's probably been more like I want to say like five or six years. It's basically since I belonged to a gym. That right. was the last time I took mm-hmm. a uh, like a fitness aerobics class. So I mean, it's it's different because there's choreography, sort of. There's like there's a whole sequence, um, and you're taking you're taking the lead more from like watching somebody than being given cues. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Even in like um, hit workouts and stuff like that, you kind of get a chance to walk through the moves, you get to know the moves, and then you're just given like, here's your time, go ahead, repeat these over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. This is different because it's it's it is actual like choreography, and even though the steps repeat, it's a different mindset. Seeing something and reacting, like immediately reacting and mirroring your teacher. Right. In yoga, it is usually not as fast, and it is there's a ton of verbal cues. Right. A good a good instructor will give you a bunch of verbal cues, and like there's cues for breath and placement and movement and all these different things. But here, she would like tap a leg, point in a direction, and say, you know, bachata, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm like I know it's a dance, but I don't know what she's talking about. So it was 
very good muscle confusion, mm -hmm. even though the workout itself was not like hardcore. It was my muscles were so confused because I've not done something like that in a very long time. Right. So it actually proved to be a pretty good little workout. We did it outside. I had one male colleague also participate, and he is Puerto Rican. So mm -hmm. he was. He told me at the end, he's like, "I will teach you to bachata now." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> I'm not. I apparently didn't show my uh, my best effort on yeah. the dancing portion. So you got a little private afterwards, and then. Well, I got. A a, I got. Why? Siri always wants to get involved. Siri, in this our is a two-person podcast. Butt out. But yes, I did. I got um, a one-on-one -on -one lesson on bachata, and I feel very educated now. Good. So that's a hell of a training recap. That was that was kind of fun. Nice. You know, I, I like having a little. You know, even though I was just trying to do kind of the basics and just do something. Throwing something kind of new and unexpected in there really just made me want more of it, mm -hmm. you know? It's just like it, it keeps yeah. that, that passion and interest alive. So. That's good. Excellent. Yeah, because normally you're really big into, um, like you said, you got obviously your yoga and uh, the Peloton, but also HIIT training is kind of your I have brought the HIIT back, yeah, yeah, because I've had such... I've just been focusing on something for short periods. The yep. hit has really become a sweet spot again. Yeah, and that interesting because you just found an article about hit specifically talking about maybe some of the, I guess, kind of the potential, uh, not downfalls, but uh, side effects, maybe negative side effects. I would say like risk yeah there you go good call about what hit could entail uh, so uh you found this article on mind body green correct? yeah a lot of a lot of the um the research and and like fitness type of things that mm -hmm. i come across are usually from like a several sites but they pull from really reliable resources so yeah. i like them yeah so they uh they did an article basically the title of the article is this workout is more likely to cause knee and ankle injuries, new study found. So obviously they're alluding to HIT uh, training for everybody who doesn't who's not aware of what HIT stands for. It's high intensity interval training. Uh, to break it down, essentially, it's a form of exercise which consists of alternating short bursts of high intensity activity with short periods of rest. It has been associated with lots of benefits like increasing endurance, boosting fat burn. Basal met and basal metabolic rate, which is basically kind of your resting, um, how many calories you burned at rest, mm -hmm. you know. And then um, most recently, it also has been found to be more effective at reducing belly fat than moderate intensity exercise. So, lots of awesome benefits, right? I mean, yes. we've talked about this before. And it's convenient as heck. Mm -hmm. You don't need even need equipment to do it. So, I mean, there's there's lots of pros. Mm-hmm. Especially if you are a busy person who just wants to hit it fast. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, trying to, to as we said, there was some uh, some negative risks maybe associated with uh, a new study found in the Journal of Sports Medicine and Physical Fitness that hit um, is sometimes or is 
been found to be more associated with increased injuries, particularly in the knee and ankle sprains and strains and rotator cuff tears. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting because you look at kind of the methods they used. So what they did is that they did a basically analyzed data from uh, a survey uh, from 2007 to 2016 and found that over 3 million injuries resulting from equipment, including barbells, kettlebells, and boxes, and specific exercises, burpee, lunges, push-ups, uh, that are, you know, the finest common, common hip programs. Common. Um, since they looked at those, they found a steady increase in the number of injuries each year, and then obviously they corresponded with the increase in hit training. So they kind of deduced that the possible reason for these injuries is most likely hit Mm -hmm. now it's interesting because when i see these things like they alluded to barbells kettlebells boxes and then things like burpees lunges push-ups i think crossfit i know i thought the same thing when i saw this Mm -hmm. because i mean well granted crossfit workouts are essentially super ridiculously intense hit workouts exactly so i mean the hit workouts i do in my house not the same yeah. as CrossFit. You use weights. I barely ever use weights yeah. anymore. Yeah. And so what they attribute to it and like is that basically hit workouts for I guess they they're generalizing a lot in this study, but they say hit workouts are usually one size fit all created to with the idea of one size fits all. Mm-hmm. There's no modifications. Um what they alluded well, it's, to. It's all self-controlled modifications. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. It's like if you are, I guess, smart about it, um, you can use HIT. You can modify HIT to match your fitness level. And that's what we say with any interval workout. Sorry, go for it. I know you want to say something. No. When I read the title of this, I immediately knew what they were talking about. Yeah. I was like, you might read the title and say, like, oh, you're you're more apt to have these kinds of injuries. And I was like... It's either like really intense running or something, or it's hit workouts. Yeah. But the reason was it was less about like the complexity of of what you're doing or even using weights. Right. It more had to do with the um, sort of the focus in most hit workouts is to do things fast. Yeah. And when you're doing a HIIT workout and you're focusing on speed, you're usually compromising form. And you see it. I'm sure you as a personal Mm -hmm. trainer, like that is the benefit. That is one of, in my mind, it is one of the biggest benefits to working with a personal trainer. Because you're basically an added layer of insurance that even if you're pushing someone to work really hard in a HIIT workout, you have an eye on their form. And yes, you're going to cue them if they start going out of alignment or they start adopting bad form. And that that is where you get injured in these things. I yep. mean, that was where I got when I used to do CrossFit. Yep. Besides the wear and tear on, on pre-existing injuries, it was always the times that my form was compro- compromised, whether it was because I took on too much or... I was trying to push myself and I got sloppy. It's super easy to get sloppy. Yeah, that's the one thing that I, I... I would never, you know, basically tell people not to do CrossFit. You know, everybody has their own path as far as fitness oh, is go. Fun and as great, Yeah, and there's great 
CrossFit instructors that can keep you safe, but kind of the idea of the competitive aspect of it uh, leads to is more likely for people to get a little bit too gung-ho and go past their, whether it be their flexibility ability, you know, the flexibility level, the cardio levels, and their strength levels. And then once you go past that, you can lead to, it could lead to injury. So um, that's kind of what they said in this article is that usually people with the hit, like you said, the focus on speed, getting a lot in, in the short interval um, to try to get that heart rate up and keep, you know, the fat burn going. Um, And then the people who they don't have the flexibility, they don't have the mobility, uh, they don't have the core strength and then you know those can lead to injuries because like you said usually you compensate with joints that aren't prepared for certain movements yeah i mean everybody i feel like anybody that maybe it's just me when you go like you go to especially like you're going to a gym and you've got like a bunch of new equipment you want to go try the equipment right. and you want to go do the moves that you just saw done in some class or something And because you're probably new to it, Mm -hmm. because your body's not where your head thinks it is, that's where you get hurt is really it's it's trying something that's kind of a bit beyond your reach and then not having that kind of form as a as a backup. Because Mm -hmm. usually the emphasis on form is is your safety net. Right. And they talk about in this article, it's like possible solutions. You know, you don't have to get rid of HIT training or avoid HIT training. Uh, they suggest things that you're kind of already doing. You complement it yeah. with other, you know, kind of low intensity, except, you know, sometimes now you're in your power zone training on the Peloton, but That's safe cardio, whether it be zone it. two. Yeah, exactly. And then recovery exercises like yoga. So they talk about a, essentially a complementary workout regimen that has every everything that just doesn't have high intensity exercises throughout. You have high intensity, you have cardio or like low to mid range cardio, and you have recovery. That's kind of important for a comprehensive workout plan. That's why I tell people another benefit of having a personal trainer is that they build you a comprehensive workout plan. That's always my goal is to give them every aspect. Like yeah. I told my clients, I said, we'll have a cardio day, we can have a strength day, and we're going to have a mobility day. But I say that, but every workout includes all those three actions or all those three aspects of fitness. Yeah. Just sometimes one's a little bit more emphasized and opposed to the other, depending on how many people, how many days I train a client. Yeah. And I, I think for, for hip workouts, and something I became much more focused on was after I had Ella, obviously it's a... I have a different body than I did, you know, pre having a baby. And I had to really feel it out mm-hmm. coming back. I mean, I was very, very lucky to have uh, have had a good recovery. But even then, like the, it's the muscles, it's the it's the flexibility, it's the aching joints, it's the things that just weren't there. It it, it was literally as like having a new body. Mm-hmm. If you haven't done hit before or if you haven't done hit in a while, feel it out in your body before you start going for speed. Like even if you're going slower, feel it out and really hone in on the form because that's what I focus on now. Yeah. And not only is it more enjoyable at like I I don't feel as chaotic in them. They're probably not as like high intensity. Yeah. But I still get a really good workout 
if I want. And my muscles are still burning, you oh, know, yeah. a couple of days later. But the risk for injury when you're really like paying attention to how your body is feeling in specific poses and kind of building up in each round, if you feel comfortable after that first round, you push it a little bit more the second round and yeah. a little bit more the round after that versus going gung-ho from the first and then, then just barreling through every single round until you keel over. Yeah. So uh, great article, great find. Um, uh, but this wasn't what we alluded to when we started this episode about this tasty <laughs> yeah. episode. Uh, we <laughs> actually got working a, out. Yeah, we got a nice and one we haven't done. What's something we haven't done in a while is a taste test. Yeah. But this is something that we've probably we definitely tasted before. So um, we're actually going to taste several different types of dark chocolate because um, you guys may have heard that you know there are. You know, dark chocolate does have some health benefits, and we're going to read off a couple for you guys right now. We actually got a list from uh, Dr. Axe, which we is a site we revisited, uh, I would say, pretty frequently on this episode, or I mean, excuse me, on this podcast. Um, and he lists uh, some of the benefits of dark chocolate. The first benefit, he said, potential vision booster. And then they said, antioxidant rich superfood, blood pressure and blood sugar aid. What's that? What else we got? So number five is better cognitive function. Yes, that means it makes you smarter. Yeah, actually, it was interesting about that. <laughs> I, uh, I wrote about dark chocolate on my website way back when I used to write blogs. Um, and they talked about they actually cited a study from 2009 that they actually gave wine. I think it was white tea and dark chocolate to elderly patients. And they noticed that you know with a combination and then of those three items – Everybody performed better on cognitive tests with those items because they're high in uh, flavonoids that promoted kind of like cognitive function. Start your day with a little bit of tea. Yep. Have a little bit of chocolate, round it out with some wine. Mm -hmm. That is sounding like an excellent day. Yeah, so I thought that was a good good little bit of a uh, (laughs) benefit to uh, the dark chocolate. So after dark chocolate, good for overall cholesterol profile. Um, And then obviously, as you can imagine, if it's good for cholesterol profile, then it's probably good for improved heart health. And then the last two are really kind of really cool. And I think, uh, what are the last two? Uh, potential cancer prevention Mm -hmm. and kind of related to that the number one benefit is protection from disease causing free radicals yeah so obviously we already kind of mentioned that um, dark chocolate has a lot of antioxidants um, and flavonoids that kind of help fight those free radicals and usually free radicals are um, kind of compounds that can cause either cellular death or can actually promote the, the growth of bad cells like cancer cells. Mm-hmm. So um, dark chocolate has a lot of items that kind of combat that. Those are really some of the potential benefits of dark chocolate. Now we want to talk about is really you guys have probably seen at the grocery store they have oh numbers gosh. on uh, the different how much cocoa is contained in the bar of chocolate or the chocolate can, item can we just take a moment and and reflect for a moment on even like 10 years ago the candy aisle at your your grocery store like whether you go to a health store or you go to a regular grocery store your candy aisle used to be all of those like candy bar crap 
a couple bars of chocolate, and then, like, a bunch of other candy, right? Uh-huh. Not even lying. There is just row after row after row of different chocolate bars now. Mm -hmm. And specifically, they're all different percentage. It's like everywhere from like, you know, hey, we're 30%, 20%, you know, cacao or whatever and dark chocolate, however you want to say it. Yeah. Every single one of them is is promoting promoting a slightly different version and different percentage. So... I mean, we, I think most of us have figured out where we lie, where our, pun intended, sweet spot is with kind of the type of of percentage of dark chocolate that we like in our chocolate bars. But what really is, like, what is that healthy range? Because you know if you're down below, like, you know, in the 30s or 40s, if it's just listed... It's not. There's more sugar and yeah. and, and fats and things in it than there is. If you, mm, fillers, good really, for yeah. you. Good for you. Uh, Vegetable oils, possibly. Yeah, antioxidants. So your antioxidants are probably not in any kind of great right. amount. So yeah. the question is, what percentage is like at least the minimum for mm-hmm. where you at least break even, and then the healthy chocolate? Because just yeah. going out and eating a Hershey's bar. <laughs> Or eating a Snickers bar is not what we're talking about. Yeah. So this article we find was on Greatest, and um, they they had a lot of good information about you know talking about uh, make sure it depends on where the sources are from, uh, what kind of ingredients on the list do they have fillers you know. Um, but basically, they surmise that if you're looking for any health be- benefits from the antioxidants, the flavonoids, the polyphenols, you want something that's 70% cacao or higher. So what we did was we got three different options of 70% cacao or higher bars, and we're going to taste them right now for you guys. Mm-hmm. Bum, bum, bum. So we got a 70% bar that says strong dark chocolate. It is... Coco Love is the brand, I believe, right? Is that the brand? Coco Love? Yeah, right? Yeah. Out of Boulder, Colorado. Um, I'm going to read the ingredients. It says cocoa liqueur, sugar, cocoa butter, soy lectin, vanilla. And they say 88% of the cocoa in this product comes from Rainforest Alliance Certified Farms. Oh, excellent. Well, I can attest that after working at a botanical garden in a subtropical climate mind you cacao plants are very picky Uh and they do not deal with just you know all the the all of the earth's range of environments they're really difficult to grow like outside of their native environment it's super hard to grow cacao yeah and they they take a while. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the sustainability of them is is a question, and it actually is good if you can source a, a chocolate that is sustainably farmed. Right. So, one bar of this, and this bar is 37 grams. Honestly, visually, it's probably like one inch by two inches, one by two yeah. inches. It looks like the size of, like, Monopoly money. Yeah, it's about maybe, yeah, exactly. That's actually really good. I was going to say maybe a credit card, but that's about the size. A little bit size. longer than a, yeah. yeah. So uh, the whole bar has 16 grams of fat, 
17 grams of carbs, 11 of that being from sugar, and 3 grams of protein. Also has 35 grams of, uh, 35% of the daily, daily value of iron, too. So that's pretty yeah. good. All right, so we got that, and then we have an 86% cacao bar from Ghirardelli. It's intense dark. This is pretty much one of my favorites right here, guys. Um, but I'm trying to look on the bar, and I'm sure we could look it up online, but they don't have a real source of where they get their chocolate from. High yeah. quality beans, that's all they really say. Um, <laughs> so, ingredients, bittersweet chocolate, which is unsweetened chocolate, cocoa butter, sugar, milk fat, soy lectin, and vanilla and natural flavors. This bar is actually a big bar. It's probably about the size of a, uh, a big, you know, maybe like a check. Anybody knows what a check is anymore? I mean, people don't write like, checks anymore. Like a, a company, like, paycheck. Yeah, not like, exactly. not like a personal check. Good call. <laughs> Thank you. So this bar is 45 really grams. Yeah. 45 grams, 25 grams of fat, 15 grams of carbs, 5 of grams of sugar, and 3 grams of protein. And this one has 25 grams of your daily value of iron. So that's a pretty good, you know, especially sugar, um... That's pretty low in sugar. And then finally, we got the old 100%. We got roasted cocoa nibs from Trader Joe's. And these are from, these are Colombian cocoa nibs. And let me see, we got, I want you to read the nutrition facts. Um, well, two tablespoons serving is 100 calories, 8 grams of fat, um, no sugars. Mm-hmm. So this is. This is going to, I feel like this is going to taste very similar to, if you've ever made that mistake in your childhood where you grab the baking chocolate in your in your mother's, like, cupboard and said, ooh, yeah. chocolate. And she's like, oh, you don't want to yeah. do that. And you do it anyways, and you're, you regret it for, like, an hour because it's, it's like, yeah. bitter chalk. It's like bitter chalk. This, don't get this, description. Well, I'm guessing that this is. That's going to be similar. But there is actually, it's only 2% of your daily value of iron. Yeah. Um, The serving size is very small, Mm -hmm. but 2% of calcium as well. And the only ingredient, roasted cocoa nibs. Now, here's my question, though. What's up? Cocoa nibs. Cacao. I don't know. That's another podcast for another day. I don't know what the difference. This might not be apples to oranges or whatever, or this might apples be apples to oranges. Apples. Yeah, this might not be apples to apples. But we're doing it anyways because you know we wanted to eat some chocolate. What? Hey, Siri. What is the difference between cocoa and cacao? She wanted to be involved in our podcast. Yeah, I guess you're right. She wanted to get into this. I'm going to so, get the, our, our teasters ready. So we're going to go through the 70%. We're going to go through the 86%. And then we're going to have some of those cocoa nibs. So according to this... So they come from the same thing. A lot of times, in in many cases, it's kind of like the the point of processing. Um, like cocoa powder is kind of the powder that's left after you press the ground the fat out of the ground beans. Um, so like the cocoa nibs are 
more of like a byproduct of cacao, which is probably more of what would be, you know, mm -hmm. that's what's in these dark chocolate bars that we're eating. Um, but they come from the same place. It's more or less, uh, it's more or less just what point in the processing. So the nibs are after the grinding um, or before the grinding, mm -hmm. after the, the crushing. Gotcha. So the nibs are, are the from the beans that are crushed and separated from their outer hulls, resulting in broken cacao pieces. So if these are actually cacao, or if these are nibs, then they are actually cacao nibs as well. Mm -hmm. um, but Trader Joe's <laughs> specifically... Call them, probably because they roasted them, call them cocoa nibs. All right. So this is basically the whole is kind of like the... I have to be, I have to be clear No, here. I like it. And it's like case, basically the closest to the actual bean we can get. So I'll call that 100% cacao. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and start with the 70. Hmm? All right. Okay. So we're starting at the bottom. <laughs> I feel like a Drake, stop, Drake mm -hmm. song. Started at the bottom. Now I'm here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is a bar by the Coco Love. Coco Love. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be perfectly honest. I love it. It's delightful. Uh, mm -hmm. It's pure. It's just solid dark chocolate, and it is delightful. Like for me, this is how much. Seventy. Dark? This is my happy range. Like I know I, was, I referenced it earlier, but in my experience, it's been a while since I've had really dark, but this is about as sweet as I really, really like my chocolate. Yeah, and it's not that sweet. It's got the mm. sweet tinge at the end, but oh, it's good. got like a dark, you know, black coffee taste a little bit, and but it's got a little bit more sweeter. What do you think? It's got like an earthier taste to it, but the sugar's still there, mm -hmm. which brings out some of those other kind of like complementary flavors, you know, like you get in a wine or a coffee, like, you know, like the vanilla or like the mm -hmm. buttery kind of taste that a nice chocolate will have. Right. It still tastes creamy to me when it's at Good 70%. Good description. Yeah, I think that um, both of these have vanilla in there. Go for it. Vanilla is a actually brings out the flavors of chocolate. Mm -hmm. All right, so we're going to cleanse our palate a little bit. I just ate another piece. <laughs> You're going to cleanse your palate with another piece of the 70. <laughs> so as I mentioned, I'm a little bit biased because Ghirardelli, 86% cacao, is my favorite. Well, that's your sweet spot. That is my sweet spot. So I've tried to go above that. I think I've gotten up to like 95% and been able to eat it. It's not tremendous. Uh, Ghirardelli has a 92%, which is pretty good too. Um, but then there's some other brand. I think it's Lind. Is there a Lind? Lind? Yeah, Lind. L -I Lind. Is that how you spell it? Lint? Or say it? Yes. L-I-N-D-T. You just call it Lint? Swiss. The Swiss company, Lind. All right. I believe you, but I think I, they sure. actually do a 99%, and that one is, that one's tough. All right, so this is 86%. Mm. 
Oh, I have to I have to clear my palate. Mm -hmm. It's been a while since I've had this bad boy. Mmm. It's still good though. Yep. It still has a um enough sweetness that it tastes like chocolate. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm sucking on a coffee bean. It still tastes chocolatey. Not quite so much creamy, though. No, a little bit more bitter. And it says it on the back, but one thing I think about is they talk about it has some flavors of dark cherries and plums. And one thing I bite into it, and it's weird, is like I almost get like that first initial taste when I eat raisins. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of like that. I get that yep. taste a little bit right at the beginning. So. Right at the start. Mm-hmm. It's because it's, like, right on the outside front of your mm-hmm. tongue. So, like I said, this one I really enjoy. And, honestly, they have, like, squares. They're broken it down into eight squares for the bar. I think it's eight or maybe ten. But they're inch-by-inch inch squares. And each square has only... I think they're, like, so there's eight a squares. one gram. So there's 10. Well, yeah. 45 grams. So it's like total. a little over one gram of sugar per square. So if you get like two squares, honestly, that usually suffices me. I feel like this is also kind of like, it's a lot drier. It's not, uh, it doesn't really create the juicy, like, mm-hmm. you know, rush in your mouth. It's like, it sort of dries out the back and sides of your tongue a little bit, kind of like a tannic wine might. Oh, good call. Um, so I would say this is a chocolate you probably need to have with a beverage. Yep. Uh, doesn't have to be a specific kind, but it, you would want to have a drink with this one. I do also think that that we used to sit down and we had this with a bag of... N- I think like nuts, yep. mixed nuts. Yep, exactly. And that was like our <laughs> right, our dessert, our healthy dessert. <laughs> Salty and sweet, it was good. And it was a good combo. Yeah. But we also rarely ever did more than two right. in a sitting oh, because yeah. two bars you're good. Two squares, yeah. You're good after yeah. like one or two of these bad All right. boys. So let's go on to the roasted cocoa nibs. <sighs> Man, I mean, you smell this. Yeah, you get that chocolate smell. It's chocolate and like. I'm trying to put my nose on it. What is the smell? It it sort of tastes like um no not taste. It smells like a liqueur, like a little Uh, you know those little chocolate liqueurs that you would get around Christmas. It tastes or it smells like that. There's a there's a scent of alcohol. Yes, that's a good call. That is a good call. All right, so I'm looking at it. It's I mean it's they look like kind of like dry. Turds, honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. They look like little dried rabbit turdlets. Yeah, I mean, I'm really not selling it too hard, but... All right, <laughs> well, I'm they put look this. like little chunks of bean, really. Yep, yep. so I'm going to just... got a handful, and I'm going to throw it down. I'm going to take a pinch. I don't feel like I need a whole handful to experience this. Ooh. Obviously, chewy. I like, the, I like the crunch, though. But... <laughs> I the crunch is good, but then the flavor. Ooh, it's like biting into a coffee bean that tastes like chocolate. It's just immediate bitterness. There's no sweetness right off the bat or no sweetness at all. It's just like 
straight bitter. There is somewhat a sense of that chocolate taste. It's but It's very fleeting. But it's so overpowered by the bitterness. Mm-hmm. There's almost like an acrid taste to it as well. Yeah. And like it kind of... It kind of lingers, like if you sucked on some coffee grounds at the end of your coffee and you're like, oh, Yeah, try to chew your coffee grounds, yeah. Yeah. French press or something. Yeah, Yeah. or if you're one of those, you know, very special people who enjoys to eat the chocolate-covered espresso beans. I'm not mad at that, actually, but... I feel like that leaves that same lingering kind of taste, though. I'm going back to 86%. Now, I bet... Say what I was going to say. I bet these would be delicious in things that have a little sweetness, though, because the crunch is super satisfying. And we've actually experienced it before, right? You've cooked these, right? I have cooked them in things. I have not eaten them plain. Yeah, cooked in things, enjoyable. I guess maybe maybe the roasting or the cooking process and then... The additional it, ingredients. Yeah, and I it's not that we haven't used them in anything with like high amounts of sugar. It's usually in like a zucchini bread, like right. a, a maybe sweetened with maple syrup. Right. It, but that that was in my opinion, that tasted really, really good. Yeah, so I think that was a that is the conclusion of our taste test. Oh. Obviously kind of things to remember. It lingers. Uh, obviously the higher the cacao um, the more bitter it's going to be usually, but quality is definitely a thing you need to factor. So high quality cacao is going to be better flavor. So you could maybe get a higher percentage of the high quality stuff and not have the associated bitterness of something that's low quality. Um, but also usually everything 70 above cacao, 70% above, will give you some added health benefits. But make sure you check the list or check the ingredient list and try to see where they source the chocolate from. Mm-hmm. You know, you get what you pay for, especially when it comes to chocolate, guys. So go I for like, the high-quality self. You're going to treat yourself. I like that, you know, the anti-inflammatory, like, is that 70%? What is it? They say, if this article we referenced earlier on greatest basically said if you're looking to get the cardiovascular and anti-inflammatory benefits of the flavanols and the polyphenols then definitely aim for at least 70 so it looks like i barely make the cut we got we made the cut but i made it all right so you want to know another tasty thing you should try and that's the rowdy bar and you guys can win some for free by entering our giveaway you know, we mentioned it at the beginning of the episode, but once again, the ATF giveaway is being sponsored by Rowdy Bars, and it's taking place right now, and you guys can enter by checking out the ET Tampa Instagram or the ATF Podcast Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Rules for entry are on there, and we're accepting entries until April 27th, 27th. so enter today. Yes, good luck, and if you haven't already tried a Rowdy Bar... Yes, they are absolutely worth winning. Mm-hmm. They're delicious. Mm-hmm. All right, you got anything else for them this week? No, I'm going to finish off the rest of this chocolate bar. All right, this has been another edition of the Addicted to Fitness Podcast. We'll check you next time. Bye. For all things Addicted to Fitness, you can check out our website, addictedtofitnesspodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter, at the ATF Podcast. 
and like and follow the Addicted to Fitness podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes store. Thanks. Thanks for stopping by. I'll start that again. Sorry.